0: This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com for all of your equipment, apparel, and accessory needs. They've even got training aids. They've got all the great stuff from all the brands that you hear on our podcast every week. So once again, that is WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam, from GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow us all over social media at GolfUnfiltered.com. You know you can send me an email, adam at golf and dot com. And you can find us, of course, on the hackersparadise.com dot com radio network. They have three podcasts on their network, including Off Course, hosted by Rob Miller and Dan Edwards, and Range Days, which is a great inside look at various pieces of equipment so that you get the most in-depth details possible before you make a purchasing decision. Today, folks, uh, I'm actually really excited about this episode, not that I'm not excited about the other ones, but this one, uh, I actually got to sit down with a golf coach, and it was immediately following a golf lesson that I took uh, with Scott Hogan. He is a local coach, a local uh, coaching professional, and he teaches out of two locations here in the Chicagoland area, Inwood Golf Club in Joliet, Illinois, and then Stony Creek Golf Course in Oak Lawn. And uh, that's where I actually was able to meet up with Scott over in Oaklawn, and you know I had actually stumbled upon Scott on uh social media. I found his uh his Instagram page, I found his YouTube channel, and I was looking for golf lessons. I know that there are many golf pros around the area. I've met with uh, many of them before uh they've each had their own little take on what was going on with my golf swing. And, uh, you know, admittedly, I remembered a lot of different things. You know, I kind of take little bits and pieces from different golf pros, and I've uh, quickly realized that uh, jumping from one person to the next probably isn't the best way to improve my game, especially when I have multiple years between visits. That's that's probably not the best thing for me. Uh, So I wanted to kind of just reset everything. You know, I've been playing golf for about 25 years now, and uh, I've got a pretty decent core, you know, as far as, you know, my baseline. You know, I'm down to a six handicap now, trending towards a 15, it feels like. And that was exactly what I told Scott when I looked him up. I said, Scott, you know, I need your help. I need just a refresher on a few things. I've never worked with Scott before, but I know based on what I watched in his YouTube uh, videos, on his channel, as well as on his uh, his social media uh, accounts, I knew that he was a guy that could explain concepts uh, for ailments that I knew I've already had. You know, that's that's the thing that was killing me. I, I know, or, and I knew what was wrong with my golf swing because I had seen it on video. I had other people tell me the same things year in and year out, and I've never been able to figure it out. But just a few short moments, few videos on, on Scott's YouTube channel, I was able to determine that he can explain things in a very down-to-earth manner. And he knows what he's talking about, and he's got the, uh, he's got the background to prove it. And so I uh, went, got a golf lesson, really saw some fast results, which I was very pleased with, and then we sat down to have a quick interview, just not only about how Scott approaches coaching, but also what got him into coaching, what he finds the most rewarding, and what he looks forward to every single day when he works not only with, with adults, but also with junior golfers. So, after a quick word from our sponsors here in a second, we're going to be right back with Mr. Scott Hogan. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. No big hype, no big price, but definitely a big deal. Take advantage of their factory direct model where you cut out the middleman and get the best products shipped to your door direct from the company. They've got a demo program to try out their products before you buy a trade-up program to get these clubs in your hands even quicker, and special financing where you can split your payment into four to make these clubs even more affordable. Go to BenHoganGolf.com to learn more. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I am on location here at Stony Creek uh, in Oak Lawn it is a golf course i have never been to before and i just got a fantastic lesson from my guy here scott hogan scott thanks so much for hopping on
1: thanks for coming out thanks for having me on
0: so it's funny you and i connected over social just a few days ago and you know i immediately was drawn to the content that you've already got out on youtube you've got your own channel out there you've got a lot of social media content Mm -hmm. maybe for our listeners before we get into it and and before we get into the lesson today how long have you been teaching golf? Where do you teach out of?
1: So, yeah, so I teach, I've been teaching for, uh, I got to do the math, 16 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I started in college. I was working with uh, people that were trying to pass the PAT. I went to Arizona State and they had a PGM program and they needed somebody to come out and help in like one of their classes and I could play and, and do things. So I went and started teaching them. And that was on Fridays at like 7am, which was brutal in college. But uh, I started there. So I did that intermittently. I kind of got the bug for it a little bit, but I didn't take it too seriously. And then I became my first job as a pro was uh, at Fox Band in Oswego. And I started teaching there again, got drawn to it and Said, yo, I, I'm the best. I know what I'm doing, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And and I look back at that man, it was terrible. And then uh, we talked about it now. I, I ended up going out to Superstition Mountain yep. in Arizona for the winter and met up with an instructor named Mike Malasco works with the Nicholas Academies and stuff. Yep, good guy. And he was extremely, I was extremely drawn to the way he taught. First off, he was a guy, he had a golf bag with tennis rackets baseball bats all this stuff in it right and i'm like that's that's crazy mm-hmm. and i just loved how he always tried to draw comparisons to other sports and that just for some reason clicked with me and i saw my game get better just talking with him and then he talked to me about how this could actually work and how you actually make a turn something that you love into something that turns into a career right. and how you you know he got me to understand that it's it's not just you know everything the moment you know everything the moment you don't know everything mm-hmm. and so I go out and learn and try to get better and how to do that so I was there for three years um, I was a the first assistant while I was there so I was running the course and stuff too but um, it was a great environment lots of great instructors lots of great players to be around pick their brains and it really kind of led to me coming back here to Chicago and saying, all right, I'm ready to start going on my own because I felt like I had a good attitude about it that, you know, again, I'm always gonna keep getting better. I'm gonna keep learning and uh, take every day as a learning experience. So here we are, coach, uh, you know, teaching lessons, run my own academy, and then I also uh, am the head coach at a university at Governor State. So kind of led to that too. So it's kind of nice to do both. And then, like I said, do the social stuff too.
0: Yeah, and you know, you're doing a great job at it too. With not only the the range of things that you cover mm-hmm. in your social content, but also clearly that comes across in your coaching. And I've only just spent an hour with you now, and I could tell. You know, we talked to a lot of pe- a lot of coaches on this this podcast in the past, and and you're probably one of the first ones that really has made this connection right away to say, okay, what do you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. You know, and and what do you want to see? yourself do you know and I think yes. that was something that I had heard from you right right from the start is that a, is that an approach that you take with
1: even because you teach all ages right yeah yeah I mean the thing is I think when it came to coaching again when it was when I first started it was like oh perfect swings like mechanically sound like I'm gonna post this uh, or you know, I'm gonna show everybody how good I am when they go play with somewhere else I'm like oh that's such a beautiful swing mm-hmm. and that was more you know my dream right because it's going to make me look good and all that stuff (laughs) right right? and then you start realizing that it's more about we're teaching human beings Mm -hmm. and we're working with humans from whether it's a kid all the way up to an adult it's like you've got a you've got a part a big part of this working where you go and actually play good on the golf course you've got to feel like hey yeah that was it. I got what I wanted out of this. And what that does is build yourself, your self image. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just always tell people, I was like, you're not going to see somebody on TV playing any sport, but especially golf that thinks they're bad. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, they're, they're one day away from being the number one player in the world. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, we want to connect those things. Like, what do you think in your head you want to do and what you want to see? And cause that's where you're going to go out and play and you're going to be able to do those things you're going to naturally drift towards those things is what you want to see like we talked about trying to hit a fade you know if that's what you want to see right then you're going to always see that and you're always going to you're going to fight that if you're, if you're like oh no you want to hit a draw you're going to always fight that feeling that yeah i want to see a fade yeah and that creates conflict your self-image goes down now you're not playing very good golf so yeah i mean it's just trying to knowing enough, having enough tools in the arrows, you know, tools and arrows in the sling to be able to work with what you need. And, you know, there's so many different ways to swing a golf club and be very good. We hmm. see that every day on TV that uh, it's it's not about necessarily doing it 100 percent correct, like the correct, quote unquote. Yeah. It's all right, what's the way that works that combines with what you want.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I like what you said there with the internal conflict a little bit mm-hmm. of players, because, you know, so I've been playing a long time and and I know what I would like to see Mm -hmm. and the fade is what you you mentioned is something Mm -hmm. that I had mentioned to you what I wanted to see with and I hit a draw yeah but I could be hitting good golf shots but I want to see a certain shape right in fact if I understand correctly and how you coach with others is look you can make this work yeah for you just understand maybe it's a little bit of your expectations as to what you want to accomplish
1: Right. And I mean, there's limitations too, right? There's body limitations. You know, if I say, Hey, I want to go and swing at 130 miles an hour, like Bryson DeChambeau or somebody, right. And, <laughs> right. and go, well, you know, better get, get to work and make sure <laughs> things are, are where they need to be. But yeah, I mean, it's, we've all played this enough. I I've, I've been there as a student myself in the past when I was playing and it's like, you know, you can't, the brain's a fickle thing. It's, it just drives us nuts. And we have to work our way to what we gravitate towards naturally. And, you know, you can, you can change things for sure. But I think a lot of times when you see people really struggle is they're trying to get to something that they either A, can't do, mm-hmm. or B, they have no idea how that actually works, and they're trying to do, th- you know, there's so many things that we could point out, but they're, right. they're trying to get to this look, or this, uh, and they, they, they think they feel it, they see it, and they're like, oh, that look, that's gotta be this. It's gotta be this and you realize you know what it's actually completely the opposite right right. and it's that makes this happen so it's that's where i think coaching can be valuable from my standpoint is like all right i gotta just make you feel it correctly to get what you again what you're kind of expecting or i gotta be good enough to tell you yeah that ain't happening
0: yeah well that's part of it too right you have to tell people you you aren't going to be able to accomplish that overnight Right. Right. You know, yeah. um, and, you know, and it's interesting too, Scott, because once again, listeners, we're talking to Scott Hogan, a uh, professional golf coach here. So there's this concept or this dynamic between, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos. You've mm-hmm. probably heard this a million times. Right. You know, people go on YouTube and they try to fix their golf swing. Right. You're someone that, that hosts a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. gives very good advice. But mm-hmm. what I like what you what you do and maybe what you don't do. Is get too prescriptive in your videos, yeah, and it goes back to what you just said. You still need coaching, right? And is that kind of something that you went into? was yeah. that in your mind, consciously.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I was somebody that uh, at first, when I first made my first YouTube videos, this that would have been almost ten years ago, and I kind of stopped because I did not like, I didn't like the idea of it at first, yeah, uh, because what exactly what you said. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, we're te- you know, I'm teaching somebody I don't know to do something that like, you know, they see on TV and it's like, man, they're never gonna do that or they don't even need that, right? Right? And it, and it's too hard to, to do that. So as I went along, I started thinking about it. I really like the, the YouTube, the YouTube side comes from, you know, other things I have passions in like doing films, you know, working with cameras and oh, stuff okay. like that, like that part. So that helped, you know, I think we talked, my brothers are in it too. Yeah, so it's right. like, you know, I just like talking with them about it, but it, it really became a lot of fun because I started realizing I was connecting with people like yourself, sure. where it's like, man, I'm, I'm getting to connect with a bunch of people on a bunch of different ways. And so it made me really want to do it. But yeah, when I look at videos, I try to stay, if I do get prescriptive ever, it's a very broad, broad topic that mm-hmm. I know is a, a common thing. And we're going to talk about, a you know, there's always a couple different ways that something can happen like early extension, there's a couple of ways that can happen. Right. You know, you gotta find the way that works for you. So if we ever do that, that's what we do. But I prefer to do it in a way where I think golf's a skill game. Your technique and your technical side of your game, that opens up the doors. That mm-hmm. that makes your possibilities better. But you still have to go hit shots. You still have to be able to perform and do some good things. And so we try to do a lot of drills of like, hey when you're, we, I do a lot with in-home simulators and stuff and yeah. looking at gear and stuff. So it's like, hey, you've got this tool. You've made this investment. You spent a couple thousand dollars on a launch monitor. All right. So what can you do with it? Yeah. What can you do? All right. Try to, try to learn how you can take a wedge and hit it these types of ways and see what you hit, how far it goes. And, right. you know, so stuff that's not too technical, but it's very, very valuable as far from a, from a practice standpoint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense. And you mentioned ball launch monitors and I know that you've got a lot of Uh, VIDEOS TALKING ABOUT uh, BALL LAUNCH MONITORS Mm -hmm. ON YOUR CHANNEL, AND ONE OF THE VIDEOS I WATCHED uh, PRIOR TO MEETING YOU WAS here are things that a ball launch monitor can't do for you. Yeah. You know, I think that was one of your more recent ones. Yeah, and everybody maybe, maybe, freaked out. Yeah, did they really? Did you get Yeah, I got a lot of it? comments yeah? about it. What, about what was emails. that like?
1: Well, everybody's like, oh, you know, I, I still love it. You know, and it was, I did, honestly, it was a little bit on purpose, because I had the second video to that, which was, all right, this is why it's yeah. the best thing you're ever going to get. Right. I had that already ready, and it was scheduled for like two hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of want to have a little fun with it. but. You know, you do have to be careful with that because it's a very real thing. I've been teaching uh, indoors since, you know, since I've been back at least. Um, And I practiced indoors as a kid when I was in, you know, I grew up around here. So it was one of those things It's like, all right, you're going to get a lot out of this. But there's a couple of things that you have to you have to pay attention to when the beautiful part about a launch monitor inside is it's going to let you work on a ton of things mm-hmm. so the whole point is when we said you know the video is three things that you're not going to get well just go think about those things, and it was more like, "Hey, you're hitting off a perfect matte lie right. all the time." Well, when you're outside, you're gonna you got to judge the lie. Uh, you know, you're working in an environment you're not where you can aim easily, and you know things like that. It was very tough to come up with three. <laughs> yeah, 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 I believe it. But it was, you know, it's just stuff like that. So it's like, hey, when you go outside, just make sure you pay attention to the grass and pay attention to where you're aiming because you're gonna that stuff's easy to do inside.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, you know, and I think it rang true to me because as someone who has. Not only watched YouTube videos, has a launch monitor, has tried to figure out my swing on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I come and see folks like yourself, you know, great coaches, reminds me of, yeah, I still need that help, yeah. you know, from someone like you, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, you're right though, a video like that, kind of helps level set someone's expectations to right. say, you know what, yeah, I might, everything might be working for me right now, right, in perfect conditions yeah you know but like you said you it, golf's an imperfect game
1: exactly yeah and I think that's where we, you know as my career's gone on again it's like you know I love the technical side of the swing and I, I love that but that's under perfect conditions under a perfect environment and you just you know I've never thought of a of a, a game that is less perfect you know yeah, right. you, you, the tee box maybe if it's a flat tee box but uh you know you're as soon as you get off the first tee you're in, wherever you're at, it's balls above your feet, balls below your feet. You're, mm-hmm. you know, Even if you're in the fairway, the fairway, depending on how it's cut, it's like it could be a little bit, just a touch longer, and you get kind of these little half flyers out of it. Right. I, mean, I think the whole point is, from an expectation standpoint, I think people try to, to master this game, mm-hmm. and it's not masterable. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't do that. It's too hard. It's, it's, it's more about can you enjoy the ride of what you can figure out and that's where I try through the videos to try and portray that, mm-hmm. and we've got some ideas to try to do that in the future as well. That it's it's you know if you can get into that this is a journey and it's learning what you can do with the ball, as opposed to all right I'm gonna master this so I never have to think about it again. Right, uh, you're gonna get disappointed, and if you go with the ladder there and think about. Uh, mastering it because it's Mm. not gonna happen and then you're gonna get mad and stuff but if you're more open to the challenge and what everything that can be brought to you and how can you solve that one shot uh, I think it's a little more fun it's a little bit more interesting and I think you got a better chance of success
0: you know and on that point too obviously you teach a lot of juniors Mm -hmm. we were talking a little bit before we started recording about some experiences you've had with younger golfers where you have to kind of set those expectations for yeah. them.
1: So what, what is kind of your philosophy with teaching youth? So it, it's definitely, you gotta break them into categories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we're doing like our camp settings, we're getting a lot of juniors that it's like, oh yeah, let's go try golf. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people will think that, you know, the answer is, oh, if they get their technique better, and they hit the ball better like oh that's gonna make them like it mm. well it actually can set them up for disappointment because they like if they hit a good shot we were saying like we were talking it's like you can hit a good shot and then they realize wait that only got me to this point right i'm still 300 yards away and you know so you can scale the golf course and stuff to make that but as we know short game's the hardest part anyway mm-hmm. you can you can shoot a million if you don't have a short game and short games you know, a lot of experience so What we try to do with those kids is we try to, you know, get them to – we want to change – their expectation coming in is that golf is not fun. It's boring. Yeah. So we try to change that, and we try to make it more action-packed. So we do use, like, the launch monitors and stuff. And if you hit a shot, something's got to happen. And so, you know, Richard Frank – I can't talk juniors without plugging him because he's been such a big help for me, Richard Franklin, and Discover Golf – uh, they have these games and we've talked a ton where it's, all right, how can we make these games? And he does a great job designing and building them where you hit a shot and we're moving a piece on a board or we're, oh, you know, something's getting destroyed or, you know, yeah. some, a piece is popping out. Uh, there's a lot of that type of stuff. And a lot of people think that's gamey and it's like, nah, oh, that's not very, you know, Oh, they're not going to get better. I challenge anybody to come out and play by the rules we put these kids at. Yeah. These beginner kids, it's, we put them through the ringer, and do it's amazing how they can pull it off. It's like, all right, you know, you'll get a kid that's been in, you know, they're on day three of their camp. It's like, all right, if you want to just, you know, there's a game where the, it's called Lunar Landing, where you mm-hmm. have spaceships. It's like, all right, you got to land a ball <laughs> at between fifty nine and sixty two yards. Oh wow! You got to do it, and you get to explode their ship, <laughs> and they got to go back to the start. And all of a sudden, you're like, this kid flies it, and he hits it like 58. You're like, you're like, this kid just landed within a yard of his three yard window, and he's yeah. on his day three. I mean, we're putting them through the ringer; they just don't know it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that group. And then, you know, when they get into more of the the, they like it and they want to compete. Which I work a lot with them. The thing I learned is that it, we've got to put the expectation back onto them, mm-hmm. and you know, they are the ultimate. Controller of if they're going to be good or not. Um, I can give them everything in the world, but if they don't want to be good, they're they're not going to be good. Mm. So we try to show them what that is, and it's not—it's not necessarily, hey, you got to hit the ball 300 yards or 350 yards or whatever, um, because there's a lot of kids that can do that now that shoot 100. Right. Um, It's you know, do you take ownership in going to practice? How many times are you practicing? Do you take ownership in practicing and making your practice? Challenging, or are you just going out there for the show and saying, "Yeah, I went and practiced." Mm-hmm. Um, we try to teach them that way, so we get on, we we get on them in a different way. We we get more into about how they're going about it, the process they're taking, and we'll, you know, we want good shots and things like that. And we'll work with them on their swings and that stuff, but that stuff, as you know and I know, it's it can change so differently from day to day, and yeah. a and a kid can be pretty volatile emotionally, let's just say that, you know, so it just, they can get down on themselves and get high on themselves pretty quick. So we try to keep them away from like, oh, I hit it good today. That means I'm awesome. Or I hit it bad today. That means I'm terrible. No, it's, it's all about what did you do? You know, you can go have the best practice session, but if you don't take the necessary steps to, hey, write down what you did, track it, do that, then it was for nothing. So we get on them in a different way. We set that expectation for them with that stuff.
0: That's, that's actually really good to hear because, I mean, I know just even speaking for myself, I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm.
1: you,
0: you play, you, you wait maybe all week yeah. to get out to the course and you play and you don't play well. Yeah. And then you almost sometimes feel, at least I do, wow, that was a complete waste.
1: Yeah. You know, and right. it's like,
0: wow, now I, I feel yeah. awful. My day's ruined right and you know, all that. But it's good that you kind of get out in front of that with the kids.
1: Oh, well, and it's, it's you got to realize it's a hard game. Yeah. It's a hard game. Anybody that you ever listen to talk, um, you know, it's that you, you, the way you get good is you play it a lot. Yeah, you have to play it a lot, and you have to be engaged in what you're doing. So again, we got to get kids engaged into it and say, yeah, this is worth my time right. to try and do it. And then from there, we got to keep them engaged and realize that you know what, you're gonna have ups and downs, and you're gonna, you're gonna it's not about the end game it's about yeah. the journey you're on and if you take that journey and if you're on the i think that's just something we see a little bit too much in general for kids is it's about that end result mm-hmm. and that comes from a bunch of different areas in their lives where it's it's you're judged all about that final product yep. you know you get a test score or something like that and and that's i don't know if that's how i Think that's going to be the best for them if that's always how they're thinking yeah that, right you know that you got to think hey it's about the journey and let's enjoy it and let's have some fun with it
0: yeah and that's that's an important lesson
1: for someone of any age yeah, was, I, <laughs> me too i'm 100 that way yeah
0: so once again, listeners, we're talking to Mr. Scott Hogan, scotthogangolf.com, yep. I believe is the website. Uh, where else can we find you on the internet?
1: Instagram, Scott Hogan Golf, YouTube, Scott Hogan Golf. And, uh, you know, I encourage people. I'm, I'm always trying to make videos and content, you know, that people want to hear. So I encourage you to re- people to reach out, give me suggestions, whatever they want to, I'm you know, I'm into trying to help people. Again, it's important to me to do it because it lets me get a wider, reach more people. Sure and uh you know help people enjoy the game if if more people enjoy the game in general then i you know whether it's me helping them or anybody i think that's good for the game and that's good for me too but i just you know it's a game that's given me a lot i feel a lot has come from this sure so i'd like to share that with people so yeah feel free to reach out and contact me there or they can go to a website and check it out too
0: awesome awesome and, and i have to say listeners to take it from me i had a great first lesson with scott i have a feeling that i'm going to be in touch <laughs> with scott again in the future here yeah. i've got some stuff to work on and i immediately saw results just with a few minutes really um and and it's just a matter of perfecting that now so scott thanks so much for taking some time to meet and being on the show
1: thank you for having me i appreciate it